Welcome to our last St. George episode of the Triathlete Hour. We'll be back to regular interviews next week, but first, we wanted to bring you the on-the-ground reports from the men's and women's races in St. George, the best gear and things we saw in the week leading up, and answer the big question. How did it compare to Kona? Now, our editor, Chris Foster, will join us today for all of that after this quick break. Power your next adventure with Outside Plus. Our Outside Plus membership gives you access not just to exclusive triathlete content, but also content across all our network brands like Outside Magazine, Backpacker, Velo News, and Trail Runner. With an Outside Plus membership, you get two magazine subscriptions, a $50 gear credit to the outside shop, which includes our library of training books, resources like our custom 70.3 training course and clean eating meal plans, dozens of training plans through today's plan software, a free event with outside events cycling series, and a discount on any races on Tri-Reg or Athlete Reg. And you get access to Gaia GPS and Trail Forks to help you find great routes and an annual Finisher Picks photo package to memorialize your race afterwards. Plus, now all of our members get access to our first ever Team Triathlete, a community of triathletes that includes Q&As with experts, training plans, in-person meetups, and team swag and giveaways. We'll be with you on your triathlon journey from start to finish. Join at triathlete.com backslash outside plus. That's outside P-L-U-S, one word. Become an Outside Plus member today. All right, Chris Foster is with us today, and we just got back from St. George. And how much have you slept since we got back from St. George? Oh, my gosh. Not enough, but so hard. So, so hard. Yeah. <laughs> so we're still recovering. I feel like the athletes are still recovering. It's, it's totally the same kind of recovery. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The athletes, are whatever. But we, oh, man, we're really tired. <laughs> And so we're kind of uh, sort of debriefing, looking back over the week. And now that we've had, you know, a little bit of perspective, a little bit of sleep and food, <laughs> going through the whole week, what was the, what were the things that stood out to you in the week lead up? Because there was a lot of new gear. There was like an expo. We kind of checked out all the different things. What were the big things that really like jumped out at you? So like, I'll tell you what, like I went into last week thinking, okay, it's not Kona. You know, we tried to like bring up the energy and stuff, mm -hmm. but in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, you know, the Exco, the Exco is going to be kind of like, you know, whatever. Um, we're not going to see a lot of new gear because even the last couple of years in Kona, you know, we see a bike, maybe two. Um, we see a couple parts, a kit, maybe a wetsuit. Um, but like there was a lot to see. Hmm. Like I was I was pleasantly surprised. My expectations were low. And I, I mean, we saw something like three new crazy bikes. Like we saw Blumenfeld's uh, Cadex. Oh, yeah, that saw, one's crazy. Yeah, right? And, like, everyone's talking about it. And there's, like, no information. We had probably more information than anyone else, and it was just like, oh, we know the brand that made it. And that was, like, breaking news. Um, we saw uh, Patrick Nilsson's uh, prototype BMC, which was cool. So that's two, like, prototype bikes, you know, which is rare to see on a, a World Championship week. Um, and then we saw uh, Braden Curry and Daniela's um, new felt IA 2.0, which is not prototype, which is going to be out like, I mean, it's out, but available very soon. Right. Um, and we'll be riding that fairly soon, too. And then they, uh, Quintana Roo did a brand new bike release for something, finally, that's not like $10,000. 
Because mm-hmm. that's the other thing with the felt and the Cadex, and I'm guessing with the BMC prototype, you know, we're looking at like, you know, eight to twelve thousand dollar bikes. Like I was, the, I was like, out of the Cadex, I don't even know if you could buy that. Thing. I don't I, even know if anyone. It, it's it like, may never yeah. even make it to market. Like <laughs> yeah. that's like concept car level stuff. <laughs> we, and everyone loves concept cars. Like don't get me wrong. Like a concept car is like you know everyone posts on Instagram. It's crazy. Um, but like, you know, are we going to see forty? Cadex, whatever, no. calling it. I'm gonna just gonna call it like the Super V frame because it has no name. Super V frames in Kona in a couple. Of, no, there's no way. Like not we that. like cannot figure that bike out either. No, I, I like the assumption is that this the Norwegian, so they tested it to the like millisecond. But right. literally, no one. Like we asked around all week, no one can figure out how or why it would be faster. Like what's going on there? No, no. Like I remember bikes back in the, there were mountain bikes back in the '90s. The Super V Raven, Cannondale made them, and I was working in bike shops. And I remember those things, same shape. I mean, they were mountain bikes, so they took a lot more stress. But they would like crack in the middle. Like that was like a famous mm-hmm. like bike shop thing. Up oh, here comes the Super V Raven. You know, like get ready for it to crack in half. But um, not saying that the Cadex will, but like that's all we have for reference. Like that shape is not like you know. You mean like missing a top tube for people who didn't see? Yeah, it. yeah. It doesn't have a top tube. Yeah, correct. Yeah, it doesn't have a top tube. It looks like a V. Um, it's got this really low seat stay. Um, the pictures are pretty. Like the good news is because it is so weird looking and it was black, so there's like lots of good like photos and stuff of it, so you can really kind of dissect it. But I mean, there were rumors going around that it was it was a. a a bike from the 90s and they're just doing this like throwback thing but like no i mean I they're the Norwegians. i told you we were all trying to i mean obviously as we discussed lots of rumors on the ground in st george and we we're all trying to figure out who and i'm telling you maybe he just needed to transition faster that's all yeah he could swing that leg over the <laughs> right. through the frame right the the step through frame that was so popular on women's bikes for a long time exactly it's back so, so out of all of the different things that we saw and kind of looked at and, you know, tested. What was your favorite in the race week? So I really liked, I mean, I, I really liked the Quintana Roo. Um, okay. Only because this is like a 5000 bike, $5,000 bike that um, the like normal people can buy. Um, <laughs> I love trickle down bikes, like trickle down bikes. For those of you who don't know what I'm talking about, it's like, you know, they make a P5 a new P5, and it's this frame shape that, you know, it's $10,000, $12,000 bike. And then they make the P-Series, which is mm-hmm. based off the mold of that bike. But the carbon composite is just kind of lower quality to save money. It's a little heavier. Maybe it's not as responsive, whatever. Um, and those bikes are, you know, $3,000. Like, we can all buy a P-Series for the most part. Um, so Quintana Roo's new bike, which I should be trying in the next couple of weeks, um, it's based off their new VPR um, mold. So it has all the same aerodynamics, all the crosswind stability, all that, all those things. Um, but yeah, like I said, 5K. So that was really cool. I like that. Cool. Yeah. And uh, and we even we also did a, a bike count for the you know first time since 2019. Though it was a funny bike count because of all the things, because of all the reasons we talked about with St. George. Like there were 440 people who were doing their first Ironman ever. There were yeah. like 1,400 people or something who signed up before it was a World Championship event. So it was just, and we saw it was like a hundred and something road bikes. Yeah. yeah. Which yeah. is really high, like for for reference, like we don't usually have that many road bikes. I think there's usually like two, right? Because right. it's Kona. It's like right. you know, do you really want to be sitting up in the wind <laughs> for right. for six hours, um, just getting blasted? But yeah, a lot of road bikes. Um, I mean, a lot of the familiar names at the top: sure. Velo, Trek, Felt, Canyon, Specialized, um, QR had a little bit of a bump, but I think that's also because it's on the mainland and 
um you know that's more of an american like, yeah i would say canyon was the big one or the one that made a big jump notice yeah. that's more because they like finally have a they're finally in the u.s really in the last yeah. couple of years and they were really and, and direct to consumer also i think and made I, a lot of sense during covid and i think they've had less supply chain problems right so they're probably still shipping a lot of bikes um you know over the last couple of years than maybe some of the other brands because maybe they can get parts um you know, parts right, we did hear from a lot of people who were like, we just can't get parts. Or people who were like, yeah. we stocked up on parts, and so we're good. <laughs> like, There were two sides of that coin, which is fascinating. There's like big bike brands who are like, yeah, we bought all these parts, and we speculated, basically, um, you know, at a higher price. And now those parts are coming in, and they're selling bikes. I talked to one small bike maker. I mean, poor guy. Like, he's just like, we'll go out of business. Like, right. I can't buy, like, I can't sell a bike without all the parts. He's going on a backcountry.com. And like buying, buying retail parts, like as a as a uh, you know bike maker, or whatever. That's like crazy. That's insane. Yeah, yeah. Like nobody does that. But yeah, he's stuck doing that. Otherwise, his bikes just sit. People lose interest, and then that's that. You know. Yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy. So it was a weird week. Uh, and 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 the other thing that's all through the week, and we talked about this. That we were everyone's making predictions. There was kind of this like mm-hmm. the most common prediction was like just like we don't know what's going to happen. Everyone's like right. I don't I don't know I don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> And then we got there, and somebody pointed out. So we'll talk about the ones the ones raised out. But somebody pointed out, why the hell didn't any of us just predict Daniela and Christian to win? Like those were the obvious. Like why <laughs> didn't we just say that was what was going to happen? Like, I think everyone wanted to be like really creative, yeah. you know? Like like everyone's like, well, everything's unknown, and so I'm going to go with this like unknown pick. Like we're all just like swinging for the fences, <laughs> like hoping our random dark horse would get it. Like people ask us all week, they're like, yeah, who's your pick? And I think everyone responded with like, oh, this is my dark horse. Like, that was the first response. Not like, oh, you know, I'm going to make a safe bet or whatever. Right. Um, yeah, we're like, yeah, we we're talking about crazy people. Um, like, I picked Patrick Nilsson, and he DNF'd again. Well, like a third of the men's field <laughs> DNF'd. So, That's true. You know, and it, it happens. But yeah, I mean, it, it was in some ways, it's like we should have just known, like, yeah, Christian and Dan, in all fairness, I did pick Gustav, but then he dropped out and yeah. was sick. So Yeah. But so, that was also the name of the game, too. Like, a lot of people you loved and picked are just like, they're gone. Like out, like but like people loved Brownlee for the win. Like right. tons of people were talking about Brownlee. I I didn't really think he would, but you know. And then it's just like, oh, I've got a sickness. I've got a sickness. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So during race week, there were a couple more last minute dropouts. Brownlee and Gustav dropped out the day before, which was terrible because you know, well, because we all thought we had a low key day and like had gone for runs, and <laughs> then we get text messages that they dropped out, but. But even with like the last minute dropouts, I would say the men's field still had a good amount of the big names. The women's field still had like a, like people at the top. I think the women's field in some ways was lacking. I don't want to say depth, but kind of all the people in between. There was only 22 women who started because, and I don't particularly blame them for this. Like a lot of them got pregnant since <laughs> since they qualified or they I'm retired. Not blaming them for getting pregnant. Well, That's I just feel like I think there was a thing where it was like, why didn't so many? Why did not that many women start? And you're like, guys, they qualified in 2019. They've had like two kids since then. Like, what do you like? <laughs> yeah. What do you want? They have a full family. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, truly, and and I mean the reality of this is, um, and I'm not saying this affected the women's field. In fact, it probably affected the men's field more. Um, you know, normally in Kona, it's like. You know, you gut it out, you finish, you learn, you get your experience, and then right. the season's done. Like, after Kona, right. you know, some people sneak away for Arizona or, you know, whatever here and there. But, um, but like, there's a lot of season ahead. Yeah, yeah. Like, not just, like, little races, but Kona's still looming out there. Like, you know, you're not trying to bury yourself for, 
19th place and then have to do this huge recovery cycle and then mm-hmm. build again and then, oh my God, here's Kona once more. And um, I think that's a lot of it too. No, and I think we thought that was, we like thought that was going to happen because they do mm-hmm. have a whole season ahead of them. And we just really saw, I mean, I think for, because there are only tw- 22 women, like I think they, people have been like, why did all of, so all of the women finish, all 22 finish. And yeah. in the men's field, we saw 11 men out of 38 drop out. And I think the men's field, we kind of saw the dynamic you're saying. Like they had a yeah. big season left and it was, it was a race that was like, just crippling people like everyone yeah. was really messed up at the finish line whereas the women's race and a lot of people have been like well, why did why did they have a hundred percent finish rate and i think it's just more also it's a much smaller field you know yeah. if you finish like hell like you might get a kona spot because yeah. there's eight of them on the line ap already had them so right. finish right. and there's something to when there is a smaller field like you know there's a lot more eyes on you if that yeah. makes sense like yeah. you're always kind of like well shit like yeah i mean to be 22nd at a world championship right. is respectable like in kona you're like i'm in the mix i mean yeah you know 22nd on saturday wasn't really in the mix but but if you just look at the results you're just like okay you know that's good that's a good thing to have like on your resume i feel like mm-hmm. you know it's not a it's not a black mark like sometimes a really far back finish at i am i mean world championships can be me black mark yeah. yeah i i will say too like having been in like small women's fields you feel there is kind of like a i don't know a pressure too yeah. to finish too like you just know that like People are going to make conclusions about this, about <laughs> about whether or not there should be women on this, more women on the start. Oh line. yeah, yeah. So you're like, well, I never thought of that. Yeah, that's well. true. So <laughs> let's talk about the women's race then, Daniela. I mean, if we had all just been like, oh yeah, it's Daniela. Like she's gonna. If we had thought back to four years ago, I know. she just did Daniela things and just won by stupid amounts, and it just looked like it used to look when when she would decide to win. Yeah. I feel like we all had like May 1st brain where we were suddenly like, like the world is completely changed, you know, like Daniela, yeah, 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 whatever, you know, but, but looking back, we're like, what were we thinking? Like, of what course, of course she's capable of this. And right. it's, yeah, she did precisely what she, you know, had done years ago. It was awesome. To it see. was interesting talking to her after, like we grabbed her mm-hmm. after the med 10 and the award yeah. ceremony and all that. And I felt bad. Like we kept being like, Hey, Daniela, can we come talk to you? And she was like, <laughs> I have to go to the med 10. <laughs> yeah. Again, again, <laughs> and again. Um, but she kind of said too, that it wasn't that she said she wasn't sure if she was going to do good. Right. But she right. said like she, when she, her legs were there, when she like went to go on the bike and her legs were there and she was feeling good and having fun, she was like, Oh, good. <laughs> like, Oh, yeah. good. Like I feel good. <laughs> like, <laughs> What a funny thing. It's like, oh, okay, I, I'm going to win this race now. Right, right. Like, like oh, okay. <laughs> and it kind of looked like that. I feel like even the field recognized that. Right. Like, I don't think, I mean, all the women we spoke to kind of said the same thing. They're like, we saw that Daniela was on and we knew she was on. Like, I, like no one tried to be like, yeah, I'm going to hang with her for a couple hours and then, you know, see if she fades. Like, they knew, like, that's old Daniela, like, instantly, mm-hmm. which, is, which is interesting, too. And so, yeah, I mean, a couple of women obviously tried to go with her. And then and then it was pretty much only Kat Matthews that could stay with her. Right. Um, which, I mean, maybe it's just like Kat Matthews has never... I mean, she has raced against Daniela, um, like, last year and stuff. But she's never done Ironman World Championships. Right. She literally went pro in 2019, did, like, two races before COVID That's happened. Crazy. Yeah. <laughs> which is nuts. And so she went with Daniela, and she posted some of her dates. She said... She did a best ever three hour power. She did more pow- like higher power for the first two and a half hours than she did at seventy point three worlds here wow. in September. That's which crazy. is one of those you know when you do that in a race when you like set a five kpr in the middle of a ten k, yeah. it either like goes really well or it goes really <laughs> really badly. <laughs> right. Yeah. right. No, I think she. I think like we were talking about this before. 
I think she like cooked herself just right. Yeah. Like she finished and was done. Oh like my God. dead. Like she was out of commission. Like, I mean, you and I have, well, I've covered a lot of Konas mm-hmm. and you've been to Kona and you see that like, you know, typically would people go too hard in Kona? Like they're out of commission for like half an hour. Yeah. You know, unless something's like, like medically wrong. Yeah. yeah. But they're back up. But like everyone, top to bottom, like hours out of commission. Like Kat Matthews was like incoherent for like hours after. We couldn't even talk to her. She was completely oh, she out. Was, she was gone. And, um, but and yet at yeah. the same time, it's like if she had gone any easier, like Anne would have seen it. Her. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Anne's, Anne's dangerous, you know. I mean, I think I'm like thoroughly impressed with Kat's race, right? Because mm-hmm. she like went for it. Yep. And it could have blown up. And... Totally. I think it very close to did blow up, right? Like, I think yeah. there was, like, even her husband said later that when he saw her running out of T2, he was like, oh, my God, she's going to DNF. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, this, like, she went too hard. This is crazy. And she yeah. just, I think she just, like, hung on to a three-hour marathon by, like, sheer force of will. Like, yeah. I will do this. Like, yeah. And she, yeah, she couldn't falter at any point. I mean, she was right in it. Like, she just basically held that, yeah, that three-hour pace the whole time. And, um, yeah, I know. It's amazing. I think that, that showed like a ton of experience in my mm-hmm. in my mind. Like that was like, oh, like Kat knows like how to handle her body really mm-hmm. well. Because um, she even rallied at one point. Anne was catching her and like yeah. closing on her, and it was like halfway, and she rallied and like picked it back up. And you're yeah. like, oh man, <laughs> like, yeah. And I really think that if Anne had seen like a minute, you know, like a minute down, she she probably could have caught her because Anne Anne didn't look terrible. No. Like, she didn't look horrible at the finish. So I'm wondering, you know, maybe she was just, you know, she just like thought it was insurmountable. Was and seven minutes back, six minutes ahead of the next person, something like yeah. that. So. Yeah. yeah. And we say she didn't look terrible. She like, we're like, she only laid on the ground for like 10 minutes. It was fine. Yeah. I know. As opposed to like a three-hour like coma, like heat-induced coma, like everyone yeah. else. Yeah. I mean, people were bad. Um, They like didn't, people you've talked to many times, like didn't recognize you. Like oh, their yeah. eyes were like, God. Yeah. Yeah. It's you could good. see it because, like, we we shoved the microphone in their faces pretty quick compared mm-hmm. to some of the other yeah. <laughs> some of the other uh, media outlets. So, if you want to see a look of just like pure deadness, scroll yeah. through our interviews because I mean, like, like Sky looked crazy tired, and that was like two or three hours after she did amazing. I mean, that was a breakthrough for her too. For sure, like, you know, we shouldn't shouldn't forget about her. Yeah, she was in fourth. And I mean, she because she was in that front. So that group that kind of rode away with Daniela, Sky was like in it. And obviously, like, you know, Kat and Daniela dropped her slightly. But but then she like ran well and like hung on to fourth. Um, yeah, I think three or four. Yeah. Talking to a lot of people that were out there on the course, it was kind of one of these things where like, if you could keep it together and run reasonably well, like yeah. you were just going to like, like run through the field. Yeah, right. You're going to be top five. Yeah. Like that, that's, that's very different than Kona. Like Kona, you have to press your way into top five. Like you have to run like amazingly because it's just, you know, there's more numbers in Kona. I think it's, it was, you know, just more clumped yeah, group. More clumped together. Um, it also, the run course was all up and down. And so what a lot of people were telling me was that the down, like they would wreck themselves, the downhills were wrecking them. Yeah. So if you kept it together enough that you could run the downhills hard on the second lap, which I think is kind of where we saw like Christian make up his time on the second lap. Yeah. Then you actually would make up time. The people who like shredded their legs on the first lap and then were like wincing their way through the downhill, like, like that Braden. was bad. Yeah. 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 So, sure. but yeah, the women's race, I mean, now we're all obviously curious about, I mean, not just Kona, because it's not like Kona is the only thing in the world that huh. happens, but 
there are a lot of other races this year, and we're going to see Lucy come back. We're going to yep. see uh, Laura Phillip, who got COVID like a week before the race and couldn't race. And yeah. I think a lot of us had her picked kind of as the favorite. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, Lucy and Laura will definitely change the dynamic. I think now, you know, I think Kat's like officially arrived. So we'll see Daniela and Kat, Lucy, Laura. Um, 2019 some, Daniela. 2019 <laughs> Daniela. And I think some people who didn't necessarily have great races today. Yeah. You know, it is still May, whatever day it is. Right. It was May crazy. 7th. Yeah. yeah. Like it's the beginning of the season. <laughs> right. Basically. So a lot of people just didn't, they like didn't look fully cooked yet, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So we'll see. We'll see all of that later this year, I think. Yeah. It'll be exciting. After they're done partying in Vegas. I know. Danielle and Kat. Partying, partying in Vegas. <laughs> like my new favorite thing. I really want to know what that party is like. <laughs> Just ask them. Just ask them. You're like, hey, guys, can I come? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Remember me? I was bothering you uh, after the race. She's like, oh, yeah, I remember you. <laughs> oh, yeah. The men's race, so like the women's race, though, even as we were watching it, it was like, oh, Danielle is just blowing this apart. The gaffs were like out there on the course. They were like 40 minutes, 30 minutes. Like it was nuts. Whereas the men's race was almost like the opposite end of the spectrum. Not just because like there wasn't one person who blew apart, but you and I were sitting there and it felt weird. It felt like everyone was like waiting to make moves. It felt very calculated where everyone's kind of like, oh, should I go now? Maybe I shouldn't go now. I don't know what's going to happen. Even like watching it, it was like, what? Like, yeah. It was really interesting. You're just you're like waking for, waiting for this big break. Right. You know, I think everyone thought that um, Cam Wharf was just like just gonna ride through everyone and just like take people, you know, apart left and right and all right. that stuff. Um, and I don't know if he couldn't or didn't want to. Um, but you know, that group of five was it five guys? Yeah, it was five guys in the front with Braden yeah. Curry, Kyle Smith, Florin Angert. I can never remember the other guys' names. Yeah, Sam Laylow. Yeah, they just like they worked so well together. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, we talked to, to Braden afterwards. And he said they were, you know, like like pumping their fists at the top of the climb because they held off Worf and they're, you right. know, just like this. I don't know, it was just like this excitement around that group. I think um, it almost kind of felt like you know, like a tour race. Mm-hmm. You know, they're just like they're working together. Yeah, some of them probably aren't going to make it to the finish like in one piece. Um, and I think we saw that with you know Kyle Smith fading really badly, um, but. But, you know, I think it helped things a lot. And right. and I think Cam Wirth, you know, he still rode crazy hard. And he still impacted the middle of the field, like, more than I think we thought would be apparent. You know, I think it would. we thought it would look more visually, like, striking. Um, but I think the damage he did to the middle of the field was kind of more, like, insidious. You know, like insidious. We, yeah, like, we, we saw it. I mean, we saw it in his legs. I mean, he was shredded. Um, but then we saw it kind of with Sam Long. Um, keenly a little bit. Um, well, because those... he came by and he like caught Christian and Christian went with him. And right. then you kind of saw people trying to decide again. It, it just looked like everyone's trying to decide. And they like, should I go? Right. And then right. you saw like Lionel bridge up and Sam tried to go with Lionel, right. but then like not be able to hold on to it quite. Right. And so it just was a lot of like people like, oh, should I go now? Maybe I should go now. Maybe that's the race. Yeah. Ah! Like... yeah. Where's the race? I don't even know. I mean, there's just so much unknown, yeah. I think, that made it really kind of fun. You know, you're just like, oh, watching each split, like things just changed, you know, yeah, a lot. Um, and they went back and forth. Like, I think mm-hmm. a lot of times in, in Kona, it's like once something happens, more of that happens. You know what I mean? Like the, the right. gaps get bigger exponentially or, the, you know, but there was just a lot more like kind of churn, it felt like, and the dynamics on the bike, which was cool. You know, and Yeah. And then so that front group, I mean, they, 
even like you're saying, even though Cam like kind of pulled along or blew up people behind him, they didn't put like measurable time no. into that front group. No, not hardly yeah. any at all, which is incredible. Um, I mean, it's certainly like, you know, a lot of people are talking after pack dynamic stuff and you know, the people that happens every year, Kona. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's everyone's just like, oh, this is racing. brand new. And, you know, like, what is this about? It's like, but, you know, it works. And, you know, it, it's just like anything. You like, you want to get in that group, get in that group. <laughs> you yeah. Know, I mean, that happens at the in, same time. I was like, that happens in pro racing period, right? Mm-hmm. Like, that is what it is. They were like legal on the road. It, yeah. Like, they're following the rules. The rules. I did like one of our, so we are team triathlete members who are oh, yeah. our members called it low draft racing. And I was yeah. like, I appreciate that actually. <laughs> <laughs> it is true. But yeah, I mean, uh, people had comments and that's just because the cameras were on them for so long, I think. Yeah. And, but yeah, there was, I, I didn't say anything. Like, whoa, that's different or, you know, no. whoa, that's super sketchy. I think it was But just... then I think we also thought that, like, once they hit and, like, yes, to a degree, they, a lot of that friend group, you know, did blow up some. But yeah. I think we all were kind of like, oh, whatever. Like, they're going to, yes, they have five minutes, but they're going to get swallowed up. Yeah. And, uh, and it was, like, halfway. Th- and Braden Curry pulled away from that group on the run pretty quickly and was running yeah. myself. It was, like, halfway through and he was still in the lead. And I was said to you, I was like, did any of us pick? Is Braden just going to win this whole thing? And none of I us know. picked him? Like... I think I think EK might have had him yeah. somewhere in there. Yeah. Which is so stupid because I've I feel like I picked uh I picked Braden for Kona's in the past. Mm. And because he's always been like right on the edge, he doesn't over race, which is huge, you know. Right. Um he's super strong, like he is experienced, like he's not a new face in a world championship uh field. Right. Um but yeah, I mean a part of me was just like, Yeah, wow, how did I yeah, same thing, like how did we miss this? <laughs> I know. So. Um, but yeah, I mean, at first it was funny because everyone's kind of running the same speed. So Christian and Lionel behind weren't really making up time. Right. And you're like, man, like they're not. And then you just, and then it all just starts to fall apart, right? right. And like Christian keeps, and at first I was like, oh, he picked it up. This, but no, he actually just like kept running the same speed and yeah. everyone else just like slowed down yeah. drastically. Yeah. Which is what happens at Kona too. Like right. it's so funny how short our memories are. Right. You know, at, at the, like the first five miles of the run, we're like, oh my God. Curry's got it. You know, like, look at this. But she's like, no, there's like two hours racing. (laughs) You know, like, really, the whole race is ahead because, you know, not much happens in the first Because the race doesn't start until the last 10K. That's what they say. Right, right, right. (laughs) Or at least through that, like, the second half, I think. Um, On Saturday, we kind of saw that. I mean, even, like, we talked to Brayden afterwards, and he was like, was it a good idea going out that fast through the first half? And he's like, maybe, maybe not. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, he said he split like a 116 or something, yeah. which seems crazy because it didn't seem like he should like split wise. It didn't seem like he slowed down that much. Um, yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. Oh, well. Who knows? He- that might be one of those ones where like, you know how the Ironman tracker is always different than your watch. Like people afterwards are like, why did you do blah, blah, blah? And you're like, I didn't. Like, what, the, what are you talking about? <laughs> like, <laughs> Especially when you're that tired. Right. And, like you've been out in the sun for that long. Um, yeah. Like, what? Yeah. But yeah, I mean, Christian looked... I don't even know. Not untouchable, but like even people were like, okay, sure. Like Jan wasn't there. Gustav wasn't there. Alistair wasn't there. Who else wasn't there? Know, Patrick. Alanga wasn't like all these people, but it, I still think it would have been hard to beat him. On yeah. I don't think, Saturday. I don't think anyone was going to beat him on Saturday. I, I like, I mean, I know he was pretty dead when he finished, but I just don't see anyone that willing to like turn themselves inside out on such a like uncomfortable course. Like really yeah. that run course is so uncomfortable in terms of like the terrain and stuff um like you know jan like beautiful flowing runner right uh longa beautiful flowing runner 
you know, but then you start throwing these hills in and, um, and all that stuff. And you need someone like Blumenfeld that's just like, just muscling through it, basically muscling every up and downhill. Um, yeah. yeah. I mean, I think it, like something is if you were just watching it on TV and you're like, that run is miserable. It's Awful. like all straight up and down. It's all like wide. Oh, people were like, my husband was like, oh, it's only 90 degrees out. Why were people so upset? You're like, no, it was like, felt like a hundred and something. Yeah. It was all exposed. The sun, the wind was picking up and not in like a pleasant way. And they like, right. this is terrible. Right. <laughs> like just enough to like dehydrate you as right. you sweat. And like, and you look at it too. And I mean, you know, no offense, but like the course is like, it goes through like neighborhoods you know, with like cars parked on the side, you know, it's not this like epic Kona lava field, like, you know, um, kind of thing. So you're just kind of like, Oh, it's like really uninspiring. And, um, yeah, it's just like a grind. You're just it is a grind. Yeah. And like, I, um, we're talking to people who were out there, like way at the, like there's was one big hill that didn't look that right. steep on the TV coverage, but it was right. quite steep. One big yeah. hill. And I was talking to people who were standing out there and they said like every person that came by, even the people who look good were like, I am going to die. Yeah. I am dying. Yeah. I might pass out. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Both physically and mentally. It was just like yeah. a savage run course. So I think that really suits Blumenfeld because he's just like, I will. Mm -hmm. I, I will, will eat this course. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, someone would say, what are the Ironman broadcasters like? Oh, Sanders is out there just eating the pain. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's kind of like that. Like, you're not going to be able to like cut through it and like, you know, no. be like a gazelle or whatever. Like, you just have to chew on every, like every, every step moment. of that course. <laughs> And Sanders, um, he caught Braden Curry for second place with like 400 meters to go. Oh, it was so good. And I, it's like, I think once he could tell that he was within distance, which was probably like a mile. Yeah. It's probably over because Lionel Sanders yeah. is going to like destroy himself. Yeah. He will die out there. He yeah. will die. <laughs> yeah. Like you could see it too in the way is, I mean, his form is already kind of rough to begin with, right. but it got way rougher. And you even said some people were watching and they're just like, Oh no, he's he's completely cramped up. Like he's yeah, like, no. he's wrecked. It's like no, he is just like he even told us like he couldn't feel his arms, like there was no blood going to his brain. Like well, you know, yeah, um, yeah, it was crazy, and it was like such a like Hollywood ending. I feel like yeah. you know he passed them just like in view of the the finish, and um, yeah, it was pretty crazy, and it wasn't a pretty catch. Like no, it was like one of those like I mean I think Iron Man sprints are like the funniest thing ever. <laughs> Yeah. because everyone's sprinting in like slow motion <laughs> yeah like their heels are all out in front of them and their gait's super low you know it's not like this tall beautiful leaning forward you know like a track runner or anything it's just like the squatting sh it's like a shuffle oh, like a God. high speed shuffle it's like he's have, have you ever oh you've never done an iron man but i was gonna say have you ever done this because this happened to me like okay like last quarter mile coda i was like oh shit there's somebody there i'm going to have to sprint and I you know, pick it up to a massive like eight minute mile. Here. <laughs> Turn on the turbo boosters. Turn on the turbo, yeah. Buckle up, everyone. <laughs> like, oh man, guys. But that's just what it, I mean. And so it's really funny to watch, but also terrible because you're like, oh, oh my god, Braden's been out front all day. Like, sucks. oh, and he just worked so hard with that group. I and, know. Um, yeah, my heart broke for him a little bit, to be honest. Oh man, but um, how goes? And I mean, yeah, but the men's race was, I mean, it was like this very calculated, very like everyone kind of feeling it out. And like you said, kind of there's this, 
it happens in all races, obviously, particularly in Championship Kona and, and here, where there's somebody in the back, like, you don't even notice. Like, I didn't even, I knew Chris Lieberman looked good out there. Yeah. Didn't even notice that he was, like, slowly just, like, running his way up to fourth, at, like, throughout yeah. the day. Yeah. Someone said he looked good coming out of T2. And I kind of rolled my eyes, not because of who he was, but because, like, yeah, you can look good coming out everyone of Everyone looks good coming out right. of T2. Right, well, not everyone, yeah. but, like, you know, some yeah. people did. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, he looked amazing. And I talked to him right after the race. I mean, he, he, he went sub eight yeah. at St. George. Like, yeah. that's like, that's a breakthrough performance. I mean, I think we saw it a little bit with Sky, certainly with Kat, you know, she's mm-hmm. arrived. But um, Belief from him, like, I mean, he was like almost shocked with what he did. Yeah. When I talked to him in that interview. I, was I mean, like, he's is- been top 10 at Kona before, but yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, for sure. This, this feel like this, I feel like should give him a huge dose huge of confidence. Piece. Because like, if you can do this here, almost even more than Kona. Yeah. I mean, Kona might have a little more pressure, probably, but yeah, probably. Um, but in terms of like race day realities, like if you could do this, like that's got to give you some confidence. Like you feel like you could you could be podium in almost anything, really. Yeah. yeah. Which now we have a whole rest of the season to see all these people, mm-hmm. and um, and it is fascinating because there is. I mean, we've talked about this a ton of times. There's a lot of new names that kind of like we've been watching over the last few years. That it's sort of like, are they here? Are they ready? <laughs> um. I mean, Ruth Astle was fifth, too. And, like, in 2019, last Ironman World Championship, she won the overall age group. Yeah. Like, that's weird, right? To be like, yeah. okay, now we've had three years, and now you're, like, fifth in the pro race. Yeah. What's going on? Um, She's absolutely here. So there's, it's just, like, a lot of dynamics that are still shaking out. But I think this is the first big chance we kind of saw to see them, like, really, really shake out. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, this is good. I mean, a part of me almost wishes we had this every year. Nice. A May race that's like a championship. Yeah. So yeah. we could kind of get a better sense of where everyone is. Nice. Um, but it will be interesting to see some of the people who who just killed themselves oh out God. there on Saturday and see like how three weeks from now or five weeks from now when they race again, um, what that looks like. You know, You're like, like, you mean like when Christian and Kat have to do their sub seven, sub eight in four weeks? Like, oh, how I that's don't know. Gonna go? Just, just saying. <laughs> I know. I can't even fathom. that'll be a different vibe (laughs) that'll be a different vibe for sure yeah for sure and so what i mean this is the other question that i feel like everyone's kind of talking about thinking about what was the vibe right did it feel like kona and i think we can all agree like no No. and the general like i was going around talking to all the age groupers i've asked and i think the general agreement was like it was an in-between like it was bigger than a regular race but it wasn't really quite kona and there were some little things for the age groupers there were like little things that like stood out to them like why weren't there flags lining the finish line? Right. Why didn't we have an underwear run? Like all right. these, like, like it just didn't. Or any of the other little events. Or the, I mean, the other little There was events, a parade right? of nations, but. Eh. It's like, nah. Yeah. They were like, usually there's a red carpet when you check your bike in and there's like right. sweat. And like, there were all these little things. Coffee they were like, boat. it just didn't feel. Yeah. yeah. I was like, sorry guys, they don't have an underpants run in Utah. <laughs> I like told this That's guy That's never this gonna happen probably after the finish and he was like so he was like eating his pizza and he was like what <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> yeah I don't think the community of St. George would love an underwear no no, no. Um, but yeah and, and there's something too like I mean no matter how much you try to hype it up there's a lot of people whose lifetime goal is to race Ironman Hawaii right you know this is you know you saw Julie Moss growing mm-hmm. up or you know, you've seen the NBC telecast and all the inspirational stories around that. Like, no matter what you title, you know, Ironman World Championships, Ironman Hawaii is the thing. You know, like people crying at the finish line. But it's like, like a manufactured uh, nostalgia. Like, we could manufacture that anywhere. We could be like... It would take a long oh. time, though. 
It would take a while. Like in That's 20 years, we might convince people that like Snow Canyon is the same as Lee Drive because this is where Daniela made her move, whatever, right? But it would take a long time. But we'd need people crawling across the we'd finish line. You see, there's a lot of things. Yeah. yeah. There's yeah. a lot of emotional like impact that has happened in Iron Man mm -hmm. Hawaii. So I will say the other thing that a lot of the age groupers told me, besides like all these little things were missing, and it I mean, everyone was also like really excited, really like it was great to have like a super big race. Mm -hmm. finally right mm -hmm. to like really and like great they were able to pull it off but the other thing was that for a lot of the it was only like 20 percent women in the age group field which is a little yeah. low even for like kona yeah and they put all the women's age groups at the back which is yeah. again like whatever like i'm not arguing about that but for a lot of them then women these are women who are used to finishing at like 4 or 5 p.m because they're like yeah. championship level racers they start now at like eight it's like a little bit slower. Now these people are finishing at like six, but they've still been up since 3 a.m. And they're like, this is, it was just like a weird day. It just felt weird yeah. out there. Like, And the wind picked up as the day and went. And the wind picked up as the day went on. And they literally yeah. had to ride through all the men then. So they were like, yep. it was just really, really crowded. And the two it was laps just on the, the bike. On the two laps. Yeah. And like, it was, they were like, that was just like this weird other thing where you were like, I don't really know what's going on. Like, why am I riding through 2,000 men like right. out here? Yeah. And that doesn't lend itself to like, you know, there's something about being in, in Kona right. when you're in the dark, you know, and it's right. quiet and it's dead. And then you come on to Alihi and it's like, everyone's waiting for you. You know what I mean? Like, like truly, like that's yeah, the yeah, feeling. Yeah. I mean, I have done Ironman Hawaii and you said I haven't well, you, yeah, Ironman. It's the only Ironman you've done. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> so I can tell you from firsthand experience, especially because we finished, I, I um, did it with a visually impaired athlete. Like we finished pretty far back. So it right. does feel like it's just like silence and it's just like you in the road and then everyone's waiting for you and it's crazy like that that i think is you know another thing that's tough to replicate well i think it's like just like a random thing that's weird there is in hawaii you're like oh my god people are finishing in the dark dude it gets dark at like 5 p.m like everyone finishes in the right like i remember i finished like just before the dark and i was like oh it's but in st george like it was light to like 10 so you were like oh man like this is like wasn't that bad a day you look at your watch you're like it's like nine o'clock right now that happened to us every day we're just like all right time to wind down finally no it's time to go to bed yeah so i think that like i mean it's just like a weird like random little fact but with the timing and everything i think that also like just weirded people out they were like what's yeah. happening what's there was happening? no f was there there wasn't fire at the finish and stuff I, there like was that. at midnight i think oh, there was. they okay. brought out the hawaiian dancers for like the last finishers and okay. did the whole like you know final but the final finishers also were at 1 a.m not midnight because right. we started so it was, there was all these like little things that you were like wait what they like, kind of added up yeah what do you yeah so it just made it it just added to be like this is sort of weird i don't like yeah. totally know what's going on yeah but at the same time it's like yeah. i mean we were walking around i think especially before um, you know, hearing all the like different languages and you're right. like, okay, this is not, you know, a U.S. level race no. or even like a regional, no. you know, level race is very international. So that was good. I mean, yeah, that's, yeah. that's cool to see. I think the competition was there. I think yep. everyone agrees. I think the competition was there. I think the course was there. I think it's just like the little extra like snazzy things were what people yeah. were like missing. Yeah. We could do want, some like St. George specific stuff you know, stuff yeah yeah put us in charge of that <laughs> we'll we'll throw parties it's fine we'll throw parties yeah. we're good at that <laughs> all right well we're excited we got the first one and the first one we got we got it done now we only have like a billion more races left this year i know and then kona and, and then we'll kona back. yeah so we got to go back to our recovery now yeah and regroup. Right. i know De decompress, decompress. rehydrate <laughs> party in vegas exactly <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for talking it through with us, Chris, and everyone. We will be back, you know, for all the other races this year. <laughs> for everything else. 
Thanks to all of you for following our world championship coverage. Keep training and keep listening.